Hi there, and welcome back. It's Justine Harcourt to Treville, Editor-in-Chief of Virtual. And we're here live taping this at South by Southwest on a gray, but still a lovely morning with none other than Antoine Carole, one of the founding executive producers of Atlas Five. You might remember Atlas Five as part of the team behind Spheres, which won gold or the Grand Prix at the Venice Film Festival in 2018. And he's here to give us a few tips and tricks. Among other things, he's going to tell us why we shouldn't call ourselves filmmakers. Stay tuned. Welcome, Antoine. Uh, here we are in lovely steamy weather at, at South By. What are you doing today? What are you going to take a look at? What interests you? So hello, Justine. Thank you for having me. Uh, for the people who cannot watch what we're looking, it's an amazing <laughs> view on the poolside in Austin. So pretty happy to be there. Um, what I will watch today was the question. Well, what, what, do you, what are you looking forward to here at South By? So um, I'm here mainly because I had a project at the VR cinema called Gloomy Eyes, which is an animation uh, three episode series. And so we're really lucky because this project is uh, already fully funded. So sometime when you're on a festival, you're looking for funding from your project. So what I'm, this one is like in production, everything is going well. And my big hope at this festival is to expand the IP and the universe of gloomy eyes uh, obviously um, I love my character's design I love the universe I love everything about it and I want to expand it to a comic book a feature film uh, maybe a TV series and one of my main goal here is to bring people from the industry the classic industry to watch this VR experience in order maybe to convince them to come on board to expand That's the IP very good reason so do you have, so you have distribution lined up for gloomy eyes or is that coming yeah, yeah. For Gloomy, it's like um, I work that on one year on the financing and distribution plan. Uh, I love to keep my rights uh, a little bit um, before selling it to LB thing. But on the digital side, we have HTC as a partner, HTC from Taiwan, like the HQ, and they will handle un- uh, China and Taiwanese distribution. Then we get Riot, uh, which is a great creation studio, yeah. exactly in LA. And this one will handle the US distribution. And we get Arte, which is a big French and German a broadcaster in Europe that really involved into VR space. Um, and they will handle the European digital distribution. So all, all digital distribution is handle. And then for location base, um, I speak directly to a lot of person uh, till uh, maybe I'll broke a big distribution deal as we did with Fears. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's not done, I'm speaking to a lot of places to go theater by theater. Well, let's let's think. I mean, that you're now talking now in the future, but let's go back all the way to the beginning, Antoine, when you, you were a filmmaker and you decided to... What happened? When was your first immersive experience or what led you to discover VR or want to work with VR? It's always good to think a little bit about the roots of everything. Just uh, to be clear, um, I love to think I myself had part of a filmmaker team, but I'm really a producer and um, with no envy to direct. No envy to direct? No, I'm really good at, uh, I love what I do. And, uh, you you know, taking the time to speak to actors and like, these directors are so fully immersed and involved in their project. I respect them so much. I'm not sure I have the talent and the skills and the patience to be directors. But to come back at your question, um, my first VR experience as a producer was uh, four years ago. I was heading to a some friends having a development game development studio and they had a really first first Kickstarter device uh, pre-Oculus thing and when I experienced that it was really really bad like a bad ride <laughs> on a bad headset and I feel like obviously kind of thick uh, like everyone uh, at this time 
And the only thing I was say, saying in my brain is like, it's really bad, but if it can be so bad, if it moves me so much that it can be so bad, maybe it can be really good if someone uses it well. So me and my partner at the time called Pierre Zandrovich, mm-hmm. uh, we decided to jump into making a short movie um, to see if, if, if it can be really great. And then we, we did I, Philippe, and I think he did an amazing job, my, direct, uh, my partner Pierre. Um, mm-hmm. So it was 360 stereoscopic video. And on the same time, we did a commercial for Jean-Paul Gaultier um, because they wanted to innovate and they read in the press that we're doing a short movie with this technology. And I think either the commercial uh, people around it was happy about what we did. Uh, Arte was on board with I, Philippe, our short movie, and I think they were happy too. And we were had a lot of fun, discovered a lot of things. We see a lot of limits that we want to push and boundaries that we want to discover and push also. And then we decided to jump into VR more and then to quit our old company and to focus 100% into VR. And so in in your pathway um, to do VR, because you really do focus on... uh, narrative and cinematic. I understand you had to do some kind of branding and marketing. What was your experience doing that? Because for a lot of VR people, that's one way to funding or to practice your craft. What was your experience there? So, you know, I did like, I don't do no more commercial today, but the 12 years, I did 12 years and it, it teach me so much thing. Like when you do commercial, of course, there's a lot of bad thing and people love to bitch about commercial people. Nah, 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 I hate that. But honestly, it's like, it's a great university. It's like, it teach you to be so efficient and to deliver and to deliver quick. And I think sometimes when you're in a creative process, you can take time, time, thinking, thinking, and never stop about thinking because you want it to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And something that I really learned with commercial is like being efficient and deliver. And your project won't be perfect. You'll do another one later, you know, and you iterate on your personal life and career instead of one project. And every project leads to another project. So I think doing commercial is really useful Um, on this side. But as you were talking about the money side, I think it's also really useful because you're allowed to do margin in commercial. That's why people do commercial. So as a production company, you will be entitled to have 25, 30% margin on this project, which is hard to justify on a short movie and even worse into VR because it's hard to fund it. So I think it's a good business model to like work a lot in commercial, um, get some skills, get some new people around you that you can pay well. So your team will be well paid on commercial and then you can push them a little bit more into your fiction and ask them a little bit more involvement with less money. And that's how you create good relation and hope to fund your original project later. So that's a great answer. What about, so something, I believe it was last year uh, at Venice happened. Do you, you want to tell us a little bit about what your Venice experience was last year? I believe it was noteworthy for you. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was an amazing <laughs> Venice film festival. And even for me as a personal producer, it was even better because I, I did nothing on this project, to be honest. Like oh, my, really? Yeah, my partner <laughs> oh, did everything. So you just showed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did really nothing on this project. Maybe give two advice and opinion. And <laughs> oh, two advice and opinion. Yeah, and then you get like, to go to Venice. Exactly. <laughs> so my partner, he worked a lot on this project. Um, so there are three producers, um, Dylan uh, in the US, Jess in the US, and Arnaud, my French partner. So he was the one really involved in that. So for me, it was perfect because he was like, oh, I'm going to Venice. I need to come back. So we might have a good news. I don't want to go alone. Come with me. I say, of course, I will have tuxedo, drink champagne, and I have no pressure at all because oh, I did nothing. Wow. So for me, it was even better because I can just come and enjoy. But I think for the company, it was really huge to answer more seriously because it's still represented by my company. So I was really happy. Um, 
because it's like we need uh, recognitions, uh, recognition, recognition. Thank you. Sorry. We need recognition from the more classic industry people Absolutely. from either the game and the cinema. Uh, we need them to understand that what we're doing is also arts. It's also important. Um, it will not replace anything. You know, it's not, there is not like Darwinism in the media. Um, everything can live together. And so having a prize there from like this really old and classic film festival was really important on the message that well, delivered. Let, let, let's be clear. Um, we're talking about Spheres, which won the, I guess, what would you call it? The Grand Prix? The, yeah, the, 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 the Golden Lion. The, the Golden yeah. Lion. Um, and it was a VR film, which was... Uh, a phenomenal achievement and thank you thank you yeah. uh, so congratulations thank you very much I was really <laughs> for, for doing your two advices they worked very very well <laughs> exactly so all because of that yeah yeah it's all because of that um, well tell me so after that what happens after you win a prize like that what what kind of doors does it open and what did you see happen immediately afterwards nothing no <laughs> no there is no <laughs> there is no direct influence in that kind of thing and uh, all what we're building is pieces after pieces building an industry all together like truly of yeah. course the man sitting just here taking a picture is doing the same as i do in his country we need to build audience and to push people to trust us and so i have no direct influence of the venice god lion maybe a few tweets and texts saying oh thank you i love you and maybe half of this person don't really mean that. But it's more on the long term that is helping to build something. Well, like, tell us about what do you think? What do you, what do you foresee for the long term in VR? What, what do you see in the um, very short term, let's say the next two years happening for VR? And what do you see happening maybe in five? I think the question will be for me, two and five is the same. OK, so it will be two, five and 15. OK, so I think for the two, five years, because it's going so fast, that for me, it's the same All temporality. Right. Um, a lot of location based entertainment spaces, uh, of course, VR spaces will open a lot in a physical space, but also a lot of um, existing institution and museum and cultural spaces. They need to renew their audiences. They need to bring new audiences to the space. Uh, it's hard to make the people go out. You know, everyone can be delivered through Amazon, watch Netflix and um, not go to the theater anymore. So these spaces need to renew their audience. So they will bring VR for that. And you can like visit uh, the space through spheres. Um, you can visit the Cheops Pyramid in France on another project we're participating. And there is a lot that you can do and bring people to visit spaces. So I think between two and five years, that will be the main thing because people won't buy HMD right away. It changes every three months. It's expensive. You don't know how to find content. You need 5G if you have a cell phone. A lot of technical barriers are still there. But going to a space, I think people will do that a lot. So you see location base as one of the, what you said is audience renewal for, for traditional spaces or exhibition rooms. And then this is also a new way for people to discover uh, VR and, and grow the audience as well. Exactly. We have, uh, as we speak, we have spheres at the Rockefeller Center in New York. It's a pay ticket, $50, and it's full all the time. Really? You know, yeah, and because it's at the Rockefeller Center, it's a more classic space. So people trust this space sure. to try VR. You know, it's a matter of trust. Like to put a headset on someone's face for 50 minutes, he see nothing. He can be vulnerable. He don't know what he's doing. So it's better to trust a space than to trust me that they don't know I don't care about. So and also that's why we, we bring talents. You know, we have Jessica Chastain, Patty Smith on the project. And we bring them also for the trust. People will say, oh, if this person do that, 
maybe I can try it too. It won't be so bad, you know? And so that's building the trust. And to finish, to answer your first question, then for 10 to 15 years, uh, obviously, I think a lot of people will begin to be equipped. You know, Apple just announced what they're doing uh, a few days ago. And I think a lot of people will be equipped more and more um, for good or bad. I don't know how the world will evolve <laughs> with that. We'll need to be really careful and vigilant with what we're doing. You know, uh, of course, technology is neutral, but still, let's be vigilant of what we're doing with that. But people will be more and more equipped between 10 and 15 years. And then I think LB will still continue, okay. you know, because they will renew themselves. So, Antoine, what do you see for future filmmakers uh, or future VR filmmakers? What skills do they need to think about uh, developing? One. And number two, do you have any tips for them? I think one of the first thing is, like, not call them filmmaker. Okay. I think it's really important because people say it's either a game or a movie. Um, and then we kill the medium before it exists. Okay. And it's something really new. It's not filmmaking. It's not gaming. It's not play theater. It's just something really new. So VR maker? Does yeah, that work for exactly. you? Yeah, exactly. I okay. think VR maker. Start calling everyone immersive VR. storyteller. Okay. You know, and I think VR is only the t top of the iceberg. And AR and like reuse the asset is also something uh, really important. So I will sell. And then I will answer your question, of course. I think it's important to clarify the fact that we're in a new field. Okay. Um, this is not a groundbreaking revolution. It's an evolution. Screen became closer and closer. Like movie first, then TV on our home, then laptop, then iPad, then iPhone, and only the last centimeter came on. So I think it's a long evolution. So I think all these creators uh, need to, and the same with video game. Video game came, then open world, and everything mixed to come where we are today. I think it's really important to like, knowing that's what we're doing, it's really different, but also knowing that it comes from there. Right. You know, and a lot of rules may apply, a lot may not apply, but think this as the evolution of narration and pushing immersion like there was black and white then color then stereoscopic then open world you know and we have mono sun then stereo then 5.1 then atmos then specialized so we're evolving in that, in that way that the audience is okay to be emerged they want to be emerged so do things differently than before but also respect what was done before and take the thing so then my if i do can give some advice uh, there is not a lot that i know there is only a few things that I can be sure. Um, take your time, you know, and work long and hard and focus on a project. If you do a lot of little project, you will be exhausted. You're, you will be also really disappointed to see that your project don't really have life. You need to be really exigent on what you're doing. You know, it's hard to put people into VR. It's hard to convince them. It's hard to push them to come back. So as of as a VR creator, you have like a little responsibility to do it right. And then it will be better for your project uh, to be ambitious, you know, focus on it, take your time, take one year, one year and a half. Every of my project is between 12 and 35 months. Wow. To make, yeah. And it's like a feature of film. Sometimes it's 10 years. So we need also to respect the work we're doing. And it's like, it's hard work. It's long and focus on that. And also think as an ambitious thing, like, if you do a project, uh, it's more true for real-time animation than live action, what I will say. But if you're going to like real-time animation, um, think your IP as bigger than a VR project. Do an augmented reality part. 
uh, maybe a serious part. Like I told you what I was hoping to achieve with Gloomy is the same advice I will give to others. Expand your IP. You know, and even if you're doing maybe a 360 live action, maybe it can be also a series, maybe it can be bigger. Don't do all on the same time. But think that you can expand your IP, re- reuse your asset if you're doing real-time animation. Like if you're doing a VR version, maybe you should do a dome version. And then you have more screen available, more people to talk to, then more potential money coming back. So I think... Taking the time, reuse asset, think bigger IP will be advice I can give. Um, build the trust around your project, like fine casting, uh, or if you don't want a, a famous actor, maybe a famous music, a famous executive producer. Bring names that will help to build the trust. You know, it's really important. It won't be in a few years because then the market will be there and everything will be okay. Right now, I think it's really important to build this trust. It can also be like a famous brand, you know, have logo supported your project or Amazon. I don't know, something that people already trust because they don't trust us yet and it's normal, you know? So I think that's something important. And maybe my last advice will be keep it positive. It's fun. That's great advice. So thank you so much, Antoine, for coming to speak to us. My pleasure, really. Thank you for inviting. And uh, we look forward to see what, what's it called again? Gloomy? Gloomy Eyes Readies on Halloween. Aha. Uh-huh. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs>